We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pack-A-Day podcast. It is the day before game day, finally. A little bit extra time before this one. This is episode 437. I am Jason Perrone of Cheesehead TV, and join with me this week is Mark Eckel, newly of Packer Report. Mark, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, Jason. How are you? Very well. How's everything going over at Packer Report and your new your new digs over there? Couldn't be couldn't be better. Love it over there. Good. I mean, I, I only do like I do two stories a war, but it's fun. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I think I think the guys there work hard, do a good job. I think Packer Report's going to going to be a very good website for for all Packer fans. Yeah, they do. Ross is doing a great job, and obviously he's got good taste. He brought you on board, right? So, <laughs> all right. So today we're going to be talking about the injury update ahead of the Packers Cowboys game that is going to be happening tomorrow Sunday. Um, you know, as I mentioned, a couple extra days here, which the Packers definitely could have used. There were a couple of guys that came out of that game banged up. None more important than the obvious uh, wide receiver, Devontae Adams, who's already been ruled out for the Dallas game. We thought maybe with a couple extra days rest, that toe might benefit and he might have a chance to play. But alas, he will not be playing against the Cowboys. So the big question, Mark, obviously the, the elephant in the room is, you know, how big is this? Is this it's obviously big, but how much is this going to hamper the Packers in their quest to try to try to get a win on the road in Dallas? Uh, it's 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 probably, I mean, if I had to rank the players 
who I think the Packers can ill afford to lose for a game. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, number one. Um, Adams is a close two. I would say Bakhtiari and Adams are two and three. You could argue all all day um, as to who would be more important. Probably Bakhtiari, but I, I mean, Adams is so good. You saw what happened at the end of the Eagles game. I mean, if Adams doesn't get, get hurt, they win that game. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. Because he finds a way to get a touchdown from the three-yard line or from the one-yard line. They, they go to him. The Eagles couldn't cover him. They had nobody that, that, that could cover him. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not only is he a great receiver, which is, I, I think he's t- probably top five in the league right now, but he's so much better than any other receiver. The, it's not like the Packers have a wealth of wide receivers. They have Adams and a bunch of young, promising guys that aren't quite ready. Well, they're going to have to be, be ready tomorrow, but... Um, no, that, that's a that's it's a it's a terrible loss, terrible terrible loss that you can't make up for in a week. Well, they couldn't cover Adams. They could barely cover Marquez Valdez Scantling the way that they handled him on that last pass that you know surprisingly yeah. and magically uh, stood. So yeah, I, I think that it's a def, definitely a different outcome. I mean, if they score at the end of the game, or they had two goal line stands that they didn't get in on, but Adams, if they scored, well, they scored, Adams, the, you know, they scored at the end. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, and Adams wasn't involved in either one of them that's yeah so the so i think we're operating on the assumption that if he's in the game they score twice right yeah so if they score twice they you know conceivably they only need a field goal the second time yeah that's true that's true clock down and kick and crosby makes a you know 28 yard field goal to win the game probably well well in all fairness i don't think anybody can cover Devontae adams his footwork is just fantastic and you know getting a little off the injury piece right now but as far as adams goes the things that he's done to improve his game since he was a rookie have are incredible, especially when you can think about his second year and the injuries that he faced and all the problems that he had in, in 2015. And then he bounces back and, and steps up and just in time for Jordy to depart and, and Adams to take over as kind of Rogers go-to guy. So it's a huge loss for the passing game, but I am at least intrigued to see what Matt LaFleur and the offense are going to come up with to try to feature some of the other receivers and the, you know, the other thing that we have to, you know, for being honest with ourselves about is, will Aaron Rodgers get over it? Will he, will he trust the guys that are open? You know, one thing about the previous quarterback was, well, I mean, one thing about the previous quarterback was it didn't ever seem to matter as much what the name on the back of the jersey was. If it was open, they were getting the ball. And that's kind of what you need in this offense is you got to take what the defense is, is giving you. So, I mean, who do you think stands to have the biggest game then if with, with Adams out? Well, the obvious answer is Valdez Scantling. Um, Allison has to step. I mean, it's, it's got to be. I don't think it's going to be one guy. I think they all have. I think I think Valdez Scantling has to have a good game. Um, Allison has to put up some numbers. Uh, who I guess is Kumarel going to start? Is, is he going to be your third guy? Either him or Shepard. One of those guys has to step up. I tell you who they're going to go to is is, is they're going to go to Jimmy Grant. Um, He's going to have to have a big game. And this is where there's another guy that, that's out this week, Jamal Williams, who that's a loss, too, because without Adams, you could have gone a lot of two back with Jones and Williams and, and done a lot of different things. Matt LaFleur, I think he wanted to do that last week against the Eagles. I think he wanted to use a lot of two back sets, show the Eagles something different. Williams gets knocked out the first play of the game. That kind of put a crimp in, 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 in that, obviously. Um, so they're going to miss him as well. This The Packers... With a full complement of players, this would have been a tough game going into mm-hmm. Dallas. Yep. I think the Cowboys are a very good team. I mean, I, I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. I, I don't know why people were down on them for whatever reason. I don't know why. They were good last year. 
you know, they lost to the Rams in the playoffs. The Rams wound up going to the Super Bowl, so it wasn't like a they they lost to a, to a bad team. Um, they they brought back Jason Witten. Uh, they I mean they they have I think a very good quarterback in Dak in Dak Prescott. They have a a great running back in in Ezekiel Elliott. They have a I think one of the top wide receivers in Amari Cooper. They brought back the old man Jason Witten that you know he still gets it done. He still gets in the end zone. Uh, and they have a good young defense that gets overlooked. Their linebackers are very good. Yeah, they got a good defense. And, and so with Dallas, it seems like it's either their offense, their defense, and it's been a long time since they've won a playoff game. And, they and won last year. Yeah. Well, they, they I, I mean, it, well, last year, but it had been. I mean, the, the, oh, the, right, Cowboys, well. the Cowboys teams of the last two decades have just, you know, I mean, they dominated those couple of years in the early 90s when they were winning Super Bowls. And we'll, you know, we, we'll get to that in a, in a bit because I know I have a couple of uh, Dallas questions. I know you spent a lot of time around that team as well. But, you know, they, they just since then, since the days of Emmett and Aikman well, and Tony Irvin. Rome, I like Tony Romo a lot. As a, I think he's great on TV. He didn't win any. He, he, he didn't do so well in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunately not because Dez dropped it. So yes, he did. That's but all that. That's all that. Back anyway. Yeah, that's true. People say that. Oh, the Cowboys got robbed. First of all, he had the Dallas still had the score after that. It wasn't a touchdown, so they still had the score. And the way Rodgers played that day, if the Packers would have got the ball back with a minute to go and only needing a field goal to win, it's a, he would have done it. I'm not predicting, well, and that, that's a long time ago. Well, I mean, Rodgers has already proven if you if you leave any more than 30 seconds on the clock, you're in trouble. So especially against Dallas, he's the, Aaron Rodgers has played. He's six and one in his last seven games against the Cowboys um he's he plays well there and he especially plays well in in Dallas well it wasn't in uh AT&T Stadium but y'all remember that his career pretty much launched in Dallas against the Cowboys in relief of Favre in 2007 that was the game when Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers probably for that matter realized okay we're okay this guy can take over for Favre yeah and it was it was an iconic moment at the time it was you know I just I wanted the Packers to find a way to steal one in Dallas because even though they were underdogs, they had only lost one game. They both teams were ten and one at the time. It was an incredible. It was a very I mean, that that season was that one snuck up on us. That was improbable. I did not think that team was going to win thirteen games, but they they managed to do it somehow. So, and then you know magically in the playoffs, you know, thought we'd get a gift with the Giants beating the Cowboys. So okay, we don't have to go to Dallas now. It's in Green Bay. The the Giants are coming to Green Bay. It's only little Eli Manning. Little did we know. So you know what I. You know what? Being you brought that up, people are gonna. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get called all, every name in the book here. But that was. It was so cold. That was the second. I, I was ice ball too, basically, right? Yep. It was the coldest modern day game. <sighs> it would have never. They would have never done it in a in in a billion years. But Favre did not play well that day. And when you're old, the cold bothers you more. I still say if Aaron Rodgers played the second half of that game. The Packers. Are going to the Super Bowl. There's a chance, and then you know, then 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 they would then we would have just spent two weeks speculating as to who was going to start the Super Bowl. Oh, no, the Super Bowl would have been in a nice warm weather, probably a dome wherever it was that that year. Favre goes back in. I'm not. It was just. Too, listen, I'm old. Okay, cold box. That's why I moved to Myrtle Beach. I didn't want. I got out of Philly. I got out of the Northeast. Cold's bad when you get old. <laughs> you don't want to be in cold. 
Well, I, I consider myself to be up there too. And I, well, I consider myself up there too, and I would have to say no, no, no cold. I spent 18 months in the Twin Cities, and I couldn't get back to Arizona and Phoenix fast enough. So, where do you live now? It's it's what's the weather there today? Uh, it's a lot warmer than it is in uh, in the in Minnesota or Green Bay. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm when 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 we're done, I'm 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 heading out out to the beach so that, that, that tells you all you need to know tells you everything you need to know i one one other thing too i i can tell you where the super bowl was that year mark it was in phoenix because i would have been at the game and i was hoping to go to the game because i lived here at the time and they didn't get in so should have but anyway that's that's all right so you mentioned jamal williams that's obviously going to be a thing too you know williams still recovering from the concussion on the on the hit by Derek barnett uh just real quick since i know that you have some you know connections to the eagles and i know it's been a minute but uh, Derek Barnett, the hit on Jamal Williams, dirty or not dirty? Yes, dirty. Derek Barnett, listen, Eagles are a dirty team. I'm going to say that right now. They play dirty. Jim Schwartz has always coached that way. He did it with in Detroit. Look how dirty the Lions were when when he was the head that the head head coach there, right? Yeah. I mean, the Eagles are dirty. The Eagles defense plays dirty. They lead. They're up there in penalties every year. I mean, look at the first. Look at the the, the play prior to Williams when the hit on on Shepard on 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 the kick return of uh, the the punt return that wasn't called. They're, they're headhunters. Well, if you're not going to get called for penalties, then why wouldn't you do that, though? Well, you because know? it's not what the, it's not how the game was meant to be played, and you could be called. Well, Barnett was called for the penalty. Uh, he should have been thrown out of the game. Yeah, and it, you know the interesting thing about it is that the one thing that I'm almost impressed by is that Doug Peterson still gets such a a, a clean rep. He still got well, such it's a clean. It's, it's 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 more Peterson has nothing to do with. Peterson couldn't tell you who the starting lineup is. It's Schwartz runs the defense. Peterson runs. I mean, he's. It's like it's like it was with the with the Packers under Holmgren. You know, he he let um you know his defense with uh Shermer yeah on on the and McCarthy for the most part too. He he let Capers handle the defense and he you know and even now even now Petten runs the defense. You know Petten might Petten might run more than the defense to be honest with you. But um you know Schwartz. I don't. I'm just gonna tell you Jim Schwartz has always coached that way. He doesn't, you know, his, look it up. The Lions led the league in penalties almost every year he was head coach there. The Eagles are up in the top in the league in penalties since he's been there. They're dirty. They play dirty. Yeah, well, Schwartz and Schwartz was the head coach during the infamous Thanksgiving Day Domicog Sioux stomp yep. incident, yep. right? Yep. So there's no surprise there. Well, so Jamal Williams is out. Does this mean to you, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be more of Danny Vitale, or do we finally see Dexter Williams well, get some? Dexter. We'll see some Dexter Williams, and I'm I'm and I'm kind of excited to see Dexter. Williams. He was pretty good at Notre. I'm not, I'm not a Notre Dame guy, but he's he was pretty good at Notre Dame. He did pretty well. He was kind of up and down during the preseason, but he's a rookie. No, I mean, I'm yeah, preseason. I don't put a lot. I mean, he was who was blocking. Right. Um, I just I just thought he, I thought that was a pretty good pick in the sixth round. I thought he was. I know he had some some off the field stuff, and that that may have been why he, why he dropped into the sixth round. But he was pretty good. I mean, he was a pretty good college back. Now, um, I think the problem and what the Packers fear with him a little bit is he's not a complete back. Um, I don't know if he knows the blitz pickup, which is very important. If you're a Packer running back, you need to be, you need to be a good blocking back. You need to, you know, be able to, you know, you have to be able to catch the ball a little bit. Um, I don't know if he, if he has all that down yet, but we'll find out. I mean, I don't, again, I don't think he's going to be out there, you know, 50 plays, but I think he'll, I think he, he'll, he'll get five to eight carries. Sunday. If if they can run the ball and control the clock, then that's obviously going to be huge. I mean, it's huge in any game. That's everybody's strategy. Every game, it's cliche. But in the, in a game like this too, I think if the offense can sustain some long drives and they do run effectively, 
that's that's going to bode well for him. The other thing is, is Aaron Jones is still looking for his first 20 yard carry of the season. Yeah, that's the thing. It's easy to say they need to run. Packers haven't. They didn't run the ball at all against the Eagles. They were. I mean, the Eagles completely took the running game away to the point where they didn't even try to run at the goal line. So I mean, um, that's going to be that's easier said than done. And, and you know, that, the, now the Saints did run the ball against the Cowboys. Um, I mean, I guess they're going to try. I, this is going to be tough. And then we're not even looking at the other side of the ball where the the, the Packers gave up. 100 and whatever many yards, almost 200 yards to two pedestrian eagle backs, Howard and, and the rookie Sanders. Now they're facing the guy I think is the best back in the league. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And and okay. I guess, you know, some there were some stats that I looked up, and it looked like there's been a couple of games that Tyron Smith has missed in the past, but Zeke Elliott has still balled out in those games. It's not like that's a huge detriment to his production. No, that's more – Smith is more the guy that, that protects Dak, so – I do expect the Packers to get some pressure from that side, whether it's uh, Zadarius or, or Preston Smith or whoever lines up over the, the backup left tackle. Um, should get some pressure on Dak. Um, that, that, I mean, that's, that's Smith's strength is, is he's, he's a great pass protector. Uh, yeah, Zeke's still going to run. I mean, they usually run to the other side anyway. Most teams run to the right. Um, I mean, it's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough task. And then, Kevin King being out, or he's listed as doubtful, but I, that doubtful means exactly what it says, doubtful. Um, it's a shame because I thought Kevin King had played a great month of football for the Packers. I thought he was – last week he was the best player on, on defense, in, in my opinion. Yeah, he played – he had a great game. You know, and, and to, see him have a couple, to see him have a couple in the first quarter of the season was really good to – I just – it's the old standby thing with him, and, and you just hold your breath every game and hope that he can play the next week. Yeah, I mean, I has he ever played five games, five straight games? I don't know. That's, that's that's you know, I'd ha- I would have to, th- you know, in, in only two years to think about, I still can't answer that question. I don't think he has, to be honest. Um, and the thing is with him, it's not like it's the same thing. It's not like, he, well, he, he had the shoulder. It's not like he just keeps injuring the same thing. So you say, oh, wow, we got to fix that one thing. It's always something different. You know, like now it's a groin, right? Yep. I mean, it wasn't a groin before. It was, you know, it's something. It's a shame because the kid plays hard. He's very talented. I mean, when when he's on his game, him and Alexander give the Packers probably as good a set of corners as they've as they've had in a long time. Yep. Yeah. He made that big play against the Vikings. Yeah. He well, was okay good. against Denver, and then and then against Philly. You know, he I think he had like two or three very explicit pass breakups, which was which was awesome because. The one thing about him is, is okay. He's long. He's lengthy. He can get up for the ball, but those were ball skill plays that he made, which is not something we see a ton of from him so far. Right. I I I have his 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 career game by game here. So his rookie year, 2017, he did play the first. He didn't start, but he played five games, and then he got hurt. He got a concussion against the Cowboys in that fifth game and missed the next week. Came back, played three games, hurt, the, re-injured his shoulder. Played one game, then missed the rest of the year with the shoulder. Went on injured reserve. Last year, he played two games and hurt, hurt, injured his groin. Missed two games. Came back and played four games, then hurt the hurt the hamstring and never played again. So there you have it. That's Kevin. That's Kevin King's short career. Yeah. Him. It's a and like I said, it's a shame. And people want to get on him. Oh, this. It's not. His, he he doesn't get hurt on purpose. Believe me, players don't like to get hurt. It hurts yeah. to get hurt. Yeah. You know, right. hurt. He's not going out there. He's not milking it. He's not. He's not a. He's he's legitimately hurt. It's just a shame that he, you know, he can't 
stay on the field because when he's a very good player, that wasn't a bad pick. He was, oh, it was a terrible pick. No, he's a good cornerback. He just can't stay healthy right now. And guys don't get paid the same when they're injured versus when they're active and playing. So let's be honest, that matters. You know, if they if they can be out there, they're going to want to be out there. Oh, exactly. Now, nobody, no, listen, I've covered, you know, 30-some years of being in the locker. You know, nobody wants, no, there, I've never met, I've met a thousands and thousands of players, and none of them, I've never heard a player say to me, yeah, I'm pretty glad I got hurt. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just doesn't know. They, they're upset when they get hurt. They want to play. Yeah, I mean, if, if I've got an ingrown nail, it hurts. So I can only imagine how these guys feel when they actually get injured in an NFL game against 300 pounders crashing down on top. Well, hopefully, of them, so. it's, it, it's a one. Hopefully, all these injuries are, you know, limited. And then the Packers do get an extra day next week because they're playing the Lions on Monday night, so they have one more day to re- recuperate. Hopefully, hopefully next week against the Lions, the four guys we just mentioned that are out. Um, oh, we didn't mention Tony Brown. Who's also out with a, what he, I think he has a hamstring. Yep, hamstring. He's he won't play. He Which won't is a shame because he would have been the guy. Who are right, let's who do, all right, so who do, who's going to be out there at corner? Be, so you got Jair Alexander, Tremont Williams, Kadar Holman. You know you would assume might see some play at some time. But Josh Jackson. So I wanted to ask you about Josh Jackson because he's going to he's going to get some extensive playing time. He played a lot last season, and then this year we haven't seen as much of him. He had some issues last year in man coverage, but he's got those ball skills. So, are you, you know, what do you, what do you think as far as Josh Jackson goes on the I turf there in Dallas? The guy that gets the nod, right? I mean, Alexander. I would think they'll put Alexander. They'll match him up with. You almost have to, right? Because they did that last week. They had Alexander. I mean, they they were matching up a little bit. Um, I would think Williams will stay in the slot and and cover Cobb. I would have to think. Well. Or yeah, because you got to put Jair on Cooper. Yeah, I don't want yep. Cobb going at, going against a young, unproven guy because he'll take him to school. Yeah, Williams and Cobb. Williams, I think, is a good matchup on on Cobb. Two veterans, they they know each other pretty well. That should be fun actually to watch. Um, and then the other guy, I guess it'll be Gallup if he's healthy. Um, yeah, so Gallup, you know, like, a, like Gallup, uh, there was he had a knee injury, and it sounded like when he practiced this week, there were a lot of people in Dallas that were very relieved that he was able to go. Now, he's questionable. Early, on, early in the week, they didn't think there was any chance. And then yep. by the end of the week, they list him as questionable. So I guess I guess you start Jackson on the outside. I mean, if the rookie's ahead of Jackson, that's not a good thing. If if Holman, who I like Holman too, I, I thought that was a nice nice pick where they got him. Um, and he'll be number four, I guess. I mean, he'll, he'll be your fourth guy, I would think, right? He, there aren't many left. They have the yep. new kid that they brought in from Kansas City. They're, he's more, But he's a return guy. Special teams guy. I don't think they'll put him out there too much. Yeah, he'd be like a you know break glass in case of emergency type guy. Um, so I mean, they're a little thin now in the in the secondary. They are, but you got the safeties too. I mean, you can't give up the. You don't want to get beat deep, but you've got you've got Darnell Savage and you've got. Most are two good safeties. There's no doubt about it. Um, I'm curious to see. Speaking of injuries, do you think Oren Burks plays this week? He's listed as questionable. Well, if there's a week to debut him and, and if he can go, if he's if he's able to go, then you definitely want him in this game because you're you're shorthanded already. It's not like he's a, he's not a, a, a safety, but no, he's he's almost kind of sort he's of not, like one. He's the cover linebacker. He would be I mean, he if he's healthy, then you don't need a safety to do what what they've been doing. You don't need that. You don't need Amos or it was Raven Green early in the year before he got hurt, um, you know, being that cover linebacker. But that's what Burks is supposed to be. Right. So, yeah, it would be nice. I mean, again, he's listed as he 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 was listed as out the first four games, so he, there was no chance of him playing. Now at least he's upgraded to questionable. Um, 
be nice to see him. I mean, if I, I got to think if he doesn't play to play tomorrow, he's definitely ready for the Lions game next month. And you know what? I hate to say this, and this is going to sound like a defeatist, but it's almost like let's just let's just rest. Let's just get everybody. It's a long season. This game against the Cowboys, it's it's a big yeah. It's of course you you want to beat the Cowboys in Dallas, but it's going to be tough. Almost, I'd almost rather like if you, if you're hurt. All right, let's just get you ready. I don't like last thing the Packers need is to play a guy who's a little hurt and have him get hurt more, and then he misses the next four or five games after this. You know, yeah. I want to be healthy going forward. I I want the team to be healthy. You know, from the lying from the Lions game moving forward. You know, you, you know you get that, that, that. A it's a division game. The Lions all of a sudden. I didn't think they. I know. Do we have to worry about them too now? I don't know. That's 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 the burning question. I mean, we'll find out in eight days' time after the. They have a bye. Lions you know, have a bye this week, so they'll be ready for the Packers. They'll be ready. You know, they'll be ready, and they. You know, whether you want to chalk it up to the obvious, Aaron Rodgers missed 2017, and last year was kind of a mess. But the Lions have won four straight against Green Bay, two in Green Bay. So you know, it's been the Packers haven't beaten the Matt Patricia version of the Lions yet. It's a little scary, isn't it? <laughs> it's just weird. You know, I, I'm not scared. I think the Packers can definitely win. It's a home game. They should, but it's it's you got you you can't you can't you know you have to take them seriously. I mean, they, uh, to be honest with you, Mark, they should have beat Kansas City. They should have handed the Chiefs their first loss last week. I know, and they beat the Eagles. And they beat they, the Eagles in Philadelphia. Yeah. So they, that's you know we we, we we can we can thank we can thank the Lions for pissing off the Eagles and coming into Green Bay and yes, uh, you know Packers aren't getting any breaks. Like yeah. I I really wanted the Eagles to win that game. Because here's the thing, last week, and I know the way the game went, like a lot of things went against Packers during the game, but sometimes there's just ebbs and flows of the season. The Eagles are, the Eagles to me, and I'm not, I cover them, that doesn't make me, I'm I'm far from being a fan of the team, but um, they're too good to be one and three. You know what I'm saying? Like certain things just happen over the course of the season. Um, So that was, I I really wanted the Eagles to beat the Lions and then come in off a win. And and said you, you faced a desperate, you know, hurt Eagle team that was going to play. They, the Eagles knew they had to win that game. They, they they had to put it all out there. The Cowboys, I really wanted the Cowboys to beat the Saints to come in 4-0 because I don't think it's hard to win five in a row, you know? And But they lost this season. Now they're coming in off a loss. They're going to be a little, you know, and they, they lost on the road. They're coming home. This is going to be a tough game. Yeah, it will. It definitely will. You know, one thing we, we might not have covered or talked about with the, with regards to containing Zeke is Montrevious Adams is listed as questionable, but he's not out. So if he's able to come back and rotate in on the line there, that could be that could be a big boost to the uh, to the run defense because they've just been getting gashed. You yeah. you know you you mentioned the Eagles guys, Jordan Howard. It's funny the Packers historically kind of struggle against guys they struggle against. So Jordan Howard was with the Bears for a long time. He didn't have a ton of monster games against Green Bay, but. He he was always kind of that thing in the backfield that you had to account for because with him and Tariq Cohen, it was it was kind of a one-two punch. You know, Philadelphia figured out a way to to uh, to turn him loose. But I think when you look at it and you listen to what was said, a lot of it looked like the defense just got really sloppy and they just weren't they weren't maintaining their gaps and Blake Martinez especially. And you know, I don't know if you happen to look at that any further and, and agreed with what you saw there. No, I agree with hundred percent, and and that's what Petten said too. It wasn't he said the main problem was. Discipline. They they were they weren't they weren't um you know they were getting you're you're going to get blocked. He said you know guys you know that's the offensive line's job, but you can't stay blocked. You know, and that's what was happening. They were getting they weren't. And again, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of stopping a run. And use that that's old school. You know, stop the run and you win the game. Well, no, I mean you. I mean even though the Eagles ran all over the place, Wentz still threw three touchdown. Picks. You know, you run running's nice. 
But to win in this league now, you 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 have to throw the ball. Yeah, win strictly by running the ball, like like back in the old days. Um, but you can't give up. You can't you can't have it third and one all the time either, because then then it's hard to get off the field. You you know you you can't let the the run game, the opponent's run game, dominate the game. And that's kind of what the Eagles did a little bit last week. They they let their their run game took over to where they made it very easy for. I mean, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But the Eagles' running game made it very easy for him um, to to be efficient, and that's a good word, I think, for for what Carson Wentz was last week. He, he was he didn't put up gaudy numbers by by any means, but he was efficient. Um, here's a you know an, another thing, and we're, we're getting off our topic here today. But Packers got to get some turnovers. I mean, at the first when they were three and zero, they did it by tur- by getting turnovers. They, they didn't get, you know they didn't get any last week against the Eagles, who had been turning the ball over. So that was just a weird game there too. That the Packers have to get they got to pick Dak off at least once, if not twice, and maybe get a fumble somewhere. Um, yeah, well, they, and they did. They didn't get any last week. They lost the turnover battle, right. and that's that's so that'll get you that'll get you beat. They got you know. I mean, and, and Dak. So Dak's only been sacked four times. He's only been sacked one time in each game. So one sack is you know not as optimal for a game like this. You know, hopefully they can get some more pressure on him. But well, if they will, will be a factor. Well, if they can, they get the pressure. Then that's where you that's where you can force some of those turnovers. And hopefully yep. that you know, hopefully a ball bounces off of one of the Cowboys receivers and fluky. I don't care, just make it happen. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. The, the Packer defense has to cause a turnover. The the one thing I the one thing I want to kind of close out with before I I have you know one one bonus question for you is okay. Blog is going to play. You know he's questionable, but Blog is going to play. But he's got Demarcus Lawrence, and so with him being a little bit hampered, him being Balaga, you know. What do you how, how do you how do you neutralize a guy like Lawrence, who's one of the best, you know, but pass I, rushers, front guys? That's where you have to have some help for him. You have, you have to have a back or, the, or or a tight end kind of give him a little chip on the way. You know, whether it's Mar- Mercedes Lewis or um, Tanyan or who, who, who's ever out there has to give Balaga like, like a little help. Just cause, you know, guys have done that through their careers when when you have a you know Reggie White used to get three guys nobody played Reggie White one-on-ones you always had to tackle and and some a back a tight end um that's where Jamal that's another where place where they'll, they'll miss Jamal Williams so maybe Vi, Vital has to play that role a little bit yeah Danny Vital is gonna have to channel his inner John Kuhn and try <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah that's what he's gonna have. you're right that's a great comparison that's who he has to be tomorrow be a body and get in the way. So you obviously spent many years around the Dallas Cowboys with your time with the Eagles. So do you have any prominent Cowboy stories to kind of send us out on this week? That, uh, you just, well, yeah, this I, I was actually in the, this was during the owners meetings in Orlando. Um, I forget the year, but whenever year, whatever year Jimmy Johnson got got fired, um, I'll, I'll tell this. I don't think I've ever I don't know if I've ever if I've ever told this story publicly, but I'll tell it now. Okay, we'll we'll give you an exclusive here, Jason. Uh, so um, it's late at night. A friend, another writer, a friend of mine, and I are, are sitting in the, the hotel bar in Orlando, and we're at a table. And at the bar, and it's late. It's it's late at night because there's not many people left in the bar. But at the bar is Jimmy and Jerry, and I believe it was Stephen, who wasn't as prominent as he is now. Stephen Jones, Jerry's son, a couple other cowboy guys, and they're at the bar, and you can now like. You, you hear them like their voices are getting a little louder now, right? And I, I can't hear hear everything they're saying, but they're kind of yelling at each other. And you hear Jimmy, and there's some there's some there's some bad words being used. <laughs> and basically, it's Jimmy saying to Jerry, "You wouldn't be anything without me. I've you know I've done everything." And Jerry, but Jerry's saying, "Are you kidding me?" 
anybody, I could get anybody to coach this team. You know, it's me. Like they were basically right. fighting over who's who's responsible for the Cowboys' six success. But they're doing it openly and, like I said, using some bad words. And I mean, he fired them right there. And I didn't know if they were kidding. I mean, I don't know them that. I mean, I, I've covered both of them a little bit. I'm, I don't. I'm not on the Cowboy beat, but I mean, they and I like both guys. They both guys have been good to me whenever I needed them for anything. They were, you know, but they're they're yelling. You know, it's getting a little nasty. And one thing, Jerry. So Jerry says, "I never." This is what I don't forget, and this is what I did parlay this. So Jerry says, "I'll fire, I'll fire your ass, Jimmy. I'll bring Barry Switzer in to coach this this team." And Jimmy says, "Well, go ahead and fire me." So, but again, I don't. I think they're just having fun. Like I don't know. Well, and again, it's late. I, you know, I have a rule that when if I'm drinking, I'm not writing, I'm not working. <laughs> so, right. so I don't. And my other friend with me, the same thing. Like, so ne- neither of us report what we hear because we don't know what the hell's going on, right? Well, a day or two later, Jimmy's fired. Jerry fired Jimmy, right? So like, I'm like, oh my god, that really happened. Well, one story. So I didn't, I didn't report that story. I probably should have. Um, but I did write that. Don't be surprised if Barry Switzer is the next head coach of the Cowboys. And I was the first one to write that because I figured if if everything I heard there was true, everything Jimmy said or Jerry said, I'm going to bring in Barry Switzer. So I did get that part of it right. You know, sometimes it's uh, it pays to be in the right place at the right time. And if you enjoy a good spirit or two, being in the bar is rarely ever the wrong place to be. Right, Mark? Yeah, you hear, you know, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just, I, it's again, it's a story that I, I watched it unfold, but I didn't, to this day, I'm like, I thought they were, I didn't think they were serious. I, who would think Jimmy Johnson, you're, you're going to fire Jimmy Johnson, you know, guy that just won two Super Bowls and, and was going to win a couple more probably, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy story. Wow. Few people got that will probably tell you that I really like both guys. I like Jimmy. I thought was a great coach and a great interview, and always, you know, never, I never had a problem with him ever. And I think Jerry, Jerry treats the media great. I don't care what anybody tells you. I've been to every every city that has an NFL team more than once, and um, I used to love. That was my one of my, if not my favorite, one of my favorite trips every year was 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 going to Dallas to cover that. To, to cover them and even in playoff games and stuff when I, when I covered the Cowboys and Super Bowls, Gary was great. I, Gary was, was a, of all the, of all the owners, he's probably my favorite owner. You always think that these, these things happen in a boardroom somewhere with a bunch of people sitting around the table and these, just, they, there's a lot of thought put into it and it's, you know, and, and come to find out that it really is literally, you know, a fight at the bar escalates into, you know, well, supposedly into what it, what it ends up being. And there you were. So I mean, maybe in some places it's, it's in a, like maybe in a, in, in Seattle, that's how they do it. Or in, in you know, not in Dallas, Dallas things don't, things get done you know, that, in a different way, I think. Well, there's one guy at the helm, so that's gonna that's gonna happen when you got one guy at the helm. Yep. Right. So um, that is why, folks, that's you listen job. to the. That's why you got to tune into the Pack a Day podcast every single week. You never know what nuggets you're gonna find. This is a huge, huge one for sure. Definitely a lot of gold on that nugget. So before we go, Mark, any any final thoughts or predictions for this game? I know it's gonna be a tough matchup, but what are your I, thoughts? I mean, man, I if if the Packers can somehow go into Dallas with with some key guys missing, you know, like I said, I think Devontae, do you agree with me there? If other than Aaron Rodgers, Adams might, I mean, yeah, Adams is probably the second or, I mean, back, I guess back to you are, you can make a big fight for him too. But even the third most important player on the, on the team, I mean, that's yep. missing him, missing Williams, missing King. If, if they can somehow find a way to win this game, I'm going to be impressed and thinking, Hmm, this could be a really good year. 
Yeah, I if agree. If they lose, it's not the end of the world either. If they lose, no, it's early in the it's early in the season. So I keep saying they have to steal one back because they lost to Philly, and I thought they should have won that game. But this well, early in the season, the only thing that 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 stinks about it is if they don't beat the Cowboys, it's their only time playing them this year. It could turn it, you know, it could be the difference between hosting them or going to them in the playoffs. I don't, but I, but guess what? As well as they played in Dallas, that wouldn't bother me. Sure, I'd rather go there than 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 Seattle or Philly or. Where's Seattle or Philly? We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. I think it's going to be a tough one. I think it's a tough one. But, you know, the Packers, whether they win it, if they win it, it's great. If they don't, I think they can easily bounce back. They've got a couple well, of games they don't, coming. They, and they have to beat, then, they, then they, they have to win the next two. They have to beat the Lions and the Raiders. And the Raiders. And get to five and two. And five and two is not bad. No, and those are both home games. Yep. So those are both very winnable. Well, thanks for the story. Okay. Uh, this was this was awesome. So goes uh, on, believe me. Well, by the, time, so by the time we go again... It will be uh, will be two games richer, so we'll see how uh, we'll see how things turn out. But uh, thanks for the time, Mark. It has been great. You can check out his great work over at Packer Report, like I said earlier, and that'll just about do it for this edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next time.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.